sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Hughes Views and Brews Show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. Hello and welcome on in a Monday. We are live here from the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill 159 Studios in beautiful downtown Lockport, Illinois. And uh, going to have a lot to talk about today. Welcome on in. I was not here last week and um, I've been sick for 11 days. I just counted them. You go and uh, get checked out and uh, no COVID, no flu, but you get RSV, something where there's no cure for it. They said, oh, it'll go away in a week or two. So it's still working on going away. But I wanted to make sure I uh, got here and did a show, especially after watching Justin Fields yesterday. And uh, that was an amazing game. I don't believe in moral victories, but we'll discuss a little bit more about that when Mike joins us in a couple minutes. Um, we got the World Series to talk about, short and sweet. And uh, some other things, White Sox get their new manager. And uh, some beer stuff, because... This is Hubes Views and Brews, and for the second year in a row, I was unable to go to the Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers. Now, they moved it last year for the first time to the UIC Pavilion instead of the UIC Forum. Everybody told me it was awesome. So I wanted to go this year, then I got sick. So I said, you know what? It doesn't make sense to go around drinking little glasses of 13 and 14% alcohol when you're not feeling well, or maybe it would have. Okay, but I didn't go. So we'll talk about some of the winners at the Festival of Barrel Age Beers. Uh, some
So anyway, as I was saying, was unable to go to the Festival of Barrel Age Beers, but it is Hubes Views and Brews, and I brought over a Sleepy Bear Mint Chocolate Chip from Workforce Brewing in Plainfield. They do a great job with their barrel-aged stouts, an awesome job, and I bought this one a while back. It's been sitting there waiting for the opportune time to drink it, and today was the opportune time. And the mint chocolate chip comes through, despite the, my congestion, it comes through. Um, barrel aged mint chocolate chip, imperial stout. It's got um, uh, wheat, roasted barley, oats, rye, chocolate, honey, and caramel, milk, sugar, cacao nibs, Madagascar, vanilla, spearmint, and peppermint. It is awesome. Really, really tasty. I thought it was appropriate to have that one today after the Festival of Barrel Aged Beers. So, Let's talk a little bit about the Bears, okay? The Bears started off the season two and one. And everyone, thank God I'm not in sports talk radio anymore. Podcast is one thing. But having to go on the radio every day for a week between games to say, is Justin Fields the guy? Is he not the guy? Is he going to be good? Is he not going to be good? Do they need receivers? Is it the offensive line? And the next day do the same damn thing? That had to be a killer for both ESPN and the score. But... After starting two and one, they have lost five of their last six games. They're now three and six after the game yesterday. Miami wins it 35-32. And how does anybody leave Tyreek Hill as open as they the Bears did? I don't know. I don't know. If it's if they were playing man-to-man, then someone should be shot just shot and killed because he didn't do it. He never covered the guy. <coughs> Was <coughs> absolutely brutal how bad the Bears' secondary looked in most of the game. As the Bears went down and scored, you knew Miami was going to come down and score. And Tua's having a really nice season. This was uh, He went 21 for 30, 302 yards. But it's nice when you have receivers like Waddle and uh, when you have Tyreek Hill. And you have these guys that can catch the ball and run routes and have speed. The Bears were unable to do that. I don't want to hear people telling me that – well, you know, the Bears, they gave up two of their better defensive guys, Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. You know what? Roquan Smith was having seven, eight, nine tackles. The guy that filled in for him yesterday had eight tackles, seven tackles. That's okay. <coughs> Robert Quinn wasn't doing anything. It was brutal. And they don't miss him at all. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine without him. But Tyreek Hill, seven catches for 143 yards and a uh, touchdown. Waddle, five for 85 and a touchdown. Um, just really tough when you go up and down the field scoring, but you knew Miami was going to come back down and score right away because the Bears defense just pitiful all day long yesterday. We get the bad stuff out of the way first because Mike's trying to make sure the stream doesn't go off, but I want to get Mike in here because <coughs> we're going to talk Justin Fields because you watched the game yesterday and – Justin Fields was an amazing quarterback yesterday. Amazing player or amazing quarterback? He did set a record. 178 yards rushing was a record for the most yards rushing by a quarterback in a regular season game. Colin Kaepernick had 181 against the Packers in a playoff game. But the other record was three touchdown passes and 178 yards rushing. Now, the nice part about him is some of the runs were called runs. Other ones, he just tucks it and goes and spins out of the way 
and finds the opening. The 61-yard touchdown run was amazing. It was awesome. But you look at his numbers for the game yesterday, and he was 17 for 28, 123 yards, three touchdowns. <coughs> Two of them to Mike's favorite player in the Bears, Cole Komet, who also took a snap <coughs> and ran on a jet sweep, a jet sweep with the tight end. That's right. That's where you saw Cole Komet. Mike's going to come over here because after hearing that, he's uh, he's had just about enough. But you look at what Justin Fields was able to do. And if he had the receivers that Atua has, guys that can run routes, get wide open, that would be great. Now, Mooney had a nice game, seven catches, but only 43 yards in the touchdown. Komet, five for 41, two touchdowns. Claypool, they didn't use much. Two for 13. Um, he had a drop or two here and there. I'm not concerned about him. I think he'll get better. And as he does, the Bears offense will get better. Well, what do you think about your guy, Cole Komet? Listen, he came out of the woodwork yesterday and got it done. They, they started utilizing him early and using him early, which was nice. It was actually fun to see. He actually had some yards after catch, which is something that's very shocking to me because usually when he catches the ball, he just usually falls like a wet sack of potatoes. But, I mean, it, listen, if that's what it takes is to have just the presence of Chase Claypool that's out there during snaps that could free up Cole Komet in the red zone, that can free up Darnell Mooney down the side or in the slot. If that presence is what it takes, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, we've been waiting to see a game like that out of Cole Komet for three years. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right. And he finally did it yesterday. Finally, yeah. for the first time in three years, he did it yesterday. Yeah, and that's and and maybe that's a thing that turns it around. I think some of the nice things, and I heard some people talking about it earlier today, is that the Bears seem to be adapting some of the things that you see from other teams. Like the, you know, you'll see a Travis Kelsey on a jet sweep or going under center for get the one yard for a, I don't know, fourth and one or something like that. So the Bears are able to do that. And they've been able to figure out some things to make their offense run a little bit better. It was fun watching the Bears offense. You haven't had a chance to say that in a long time. No, and it was like, okay. And I, it's, it, it's hysterical that you say this because it's, I've never seen this out of a Bears offense. Right. Either have I. I've never seen fun out of a Bears no. offense. I've always seen run the ball first down, run the ball second down, short pass, third down, punt. You know, like that's what you see. That's what I've seen for the better half of 20 years of my fan being a Chicago Bear fan. Yeah. All right, more than 20 years of me being a Bear fan. We always say, we always hear on the radio, you say it. Everybody, Waddle, Sylvie, Carmen, Yurko, they all say it. It's a repetitive league. Every it's a mimic league. Everybody oh, mocks yeah. each other. It's yeah. a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a parody. Parrot. Well, parody. not parody. Not it's parody. uh copycat. Copycat league. It's a copycat Everybody league. Does the same shit. Right. As All soon right. as as soon as one team's doing it, the other team picks up and does it the same You've thing. Got to do it. Like it was. What was it? Not this week, but last week when we when we played Detroit and we got smoked. Okay. I don't ever remember the Dallas. Chicago Bears Dallas. against Dallas. Yeah, not Detroit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas. I don't ever remember the Chicago Bears opening up the game. Yeah, with a big pass with a bomb. First play of the game, right. let it sail down down the side. Yeah, what was that? I know. Like that gives me goosebumps as a Bears fan. Like this is awesome. You could have, I mean? could have, and should have been caught. Could, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the last play of the game offensively oh, for the Bears. Man, as Equinemia St. Brown should have caught that ball. <coughs> Went through his hands. Uh, it was a perfect throw by Justin hey, Fields. It literally hit him right in the hands. Both hands. You have to catch that ball. 
Yeah. And they teach <laughs> they teach receivers catch with your hands, not your body. I mean, if you watch the later game, and we'll talk about some of the later games in a second, but if you watch the later game, Tampa, Scotty Miller in the end zone goes to catch a ball, bounces off his face mask. Okay. Catch with your hands, not with your body. And that's what they try to teach all of receivers. And if Minia <coughs> St. Brown, I'm not even I'm not yes, am I pissed off about the no PI call? Oh my god. Yes. It was okay. a joke. It was ridiculous. Brennan Shagru, the guy from the Bear Down Report, he's all over Twitter, all over Facebook. Make sure you guys give those guys a follow. Those guys are fantastic. But he has a thing today. He's like, he's like, I don't know what's worse. You know, he's like, was unless this guy was trying to give Chase Claypool the Heimlich to get a hot dog out of his throat, this picture resembles the same thing. Oh, yeah. And it's a diagram on how to give a Heimlich. Yeah. It's like, it was, I get it. I understand that. But the very next play, like, just like you can be pissed off at Moise Salou for not catching the ball and right. Steve Bartman. Right. Gonzalez busted up the shortstop, the yeah. easy ground ball. The, second, the, double, the, short, the double play. Double play ball. Right. All right. Same thing yesterday. Okay. Yeah. No call from the for the for the pass interference from the refs for the zebras on the side. Right. But Equimini is St. Brown, you got to catch that ball. Yeah. You're yes. a wide receiver. If you are at any wide receiver in the NFL, Waddle said this today too. And I was cracking up. He's like, that is a catchable ball. Yeah. If it hits you in not one but both hands, yeah, that's what you get paid to do. You sure. get paid to catch the ball. And, catch the ball. Yeah, and these players work with the jugs machine, hitting balls to them and are catching them with the hands. Hands, that's what they're doing. He just missed it. <coughs> absolutely, absolutely brutal. The 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 no pass interference call was just a joke. It was shit like that gets missed all the time. Yeah, but not like that. Not like that one. And the guy was looking right at look it. At you Jackson. saw him in the picture. He's looking right at it. Look at what was it, Jalen Johnson's or Eddie Jackson's? PI Eddie Jackson. Called? Eddie. Jackson. I don't think that was pi. No, I didn't think it was pi. So they gave you that one, but they don't call the one where you're getting mugged down the sideline. Right. You're getting literally physically accosted down the sideline, and they're not calling it. But Eddie Jackson throws up his hands and touches a guy. They call it. And part of me thinks that you didn't get the call because you're a three-win team as opposed to a five or six-win team. Uh, I'm not digging so far. In I am. I'm just saying because there's It'd be no different if we were against Rogers or Brady. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, they always seem to get the call. But... Yeah, that's true. But that was ridiculous. That was awful. For the most part, I just couldn't figure out the defense, what the defense was doing. Oh, man. Got, and you know what? They've got some games coming up. They got Detroit, who beat the Packers. <coughs> then they got Atlanta. So they're gonna have to train. Atlanta scores. Yeah, they're going to have to cover Cordero Patterson and Pitts. Or that, yeah, and then the Jets, who are shocking everybody and beat Buffalo yesterday, and then they have Green Bay, who is just falling hard, and everybody's loving it because I have not seen Aaron Rodgers throw such bad balls. Remember a couple of weeks ago when Justin Fields threw a ball and hit a guy in the helmet? Well, Rodgers did that yesterday, and Rodgers also threw three passes short in the end zone, threw three short passes where he should have been able to leave the guy and they should have scored, but um. It's not – I don't believe in moral victories. I don't think it's a moral victory that the Bears played well yesterday, <coughs> especially offensively. But what it is is that we have an offense. Justin Fields is the guy that is going to be able to run this offense. Luke Getze is the guy yes. that's going to be able to adjust and run this offense. Uh, Equinemia St. Brown, he could be in trouble because, guy today. because they drafted Valus Jones. And he it, stinks too. But they didn't draft Equinemia St. Brown. And 
if it, if I'm the wide receivers coach this week, I have a battle between those I'm two guys. A coin. I have a I'm battle between a those two. I'm flipping. You know what? I'm, you know, you know what the <coughs> best part about that is is I'm flipping a double sided coin. You know, one, like literally, like heads on both sides. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Get rid of either one of them. I don't care. In fact, get rid of both of them. Well, best two out of three. See who gets gone first. Valus Jones was uh, a healthy and active yesterday. He's terrible. So, but then again, so was Larry Borm. Yeah, coming back from his concussion protocol. Yeah, I, and, you know that's one thing I will say too. Yesterday, Fred is. I, mean, we're, I know we're talking about defense, but the offensive line really stepped up its game yesterday. Having Cody Whitehair back was huge. It was yesterday, and we've seen it because. Justin Fields didn't get touched to the third quarter. Right. He got sacked twice That's in the game. That's to me. Yeah. A guy who's been sitting over the last three to four to five years bitching and moaning and complaining. About the old line. That the Bears need an offensive line. That it all starts with your pigs up front. All right. They came back yesterday. They looked good. And they didn't They didn't touch Justin Fields. No. Until the third quarter. No. And it showed because he had the time. He was able to make the decisive decision. Am I running or am I passing? Right. Is he open or am I taking off? I was a little upset that Montgomery didn't have the game that you would expect. Yeah. And same with Herbert. They didn't really run the ball very well. Uh, so the running, the plan running for the running backs didn't work all that well yesterday. But when you saw Fields and what he was able to do, Man. and a lot of his was scrambles, he was just amazing. He's been the talk of the NFL today. So many people talking about how he's the best quarterback that was – Drafted in that draft a couple years ago. I think ago. he is. I, I, I think he is. Now, I, know, <laughs> I, I know that. Sorry. I'm Where are you going? Beer, I'm getting another beer. Okay. I know that I know that. I said when we were going for it, the night of the draft, right? Yeah, we were sitting at Nick and Ivy, one of our sponsors, which you'll hear from in just a moment. We were sitting at Nick and Ivy's, and I remember like that's our, our my buddy Graf called me out today just on it now. I think you will, Justin Fields. An, I don't know Justin Fields an apology for shit. No. All right. The Bears at that specific moment were not at the not at liberty to draft a guy with no protection for him. It's different in years past when I said, okay, why go out and draft Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky when you can draft an offensive lineman to help you for the that's a plug and play guy that starts immediately right now and immediately helps your team. At that time, we had already signed Mike Glennon. Yep. We knew what we were. We knew what we were starting at quarterback that year. It was Mike Glennon. Mitchell Trubisky was not going to touch the field for the first couple of weeks. Then history repeats itself again with Justin Fields. We have Mitchell Trubisky. We know that Mitchell Trubisky is the starter, and you have Justin Fields. You move up spots to grab Justin right, Fields, right? And he's going to ride the pine for four, five, six weeks instead of drafting a guy who's going to help you immediately. And then if you if he is the right guy, listen, you were there. Yeah. My dilemma was why are you drafting? And I I, I had nothing bad to say about Justin no, Fields' game. Nothing at all. I had nothing but good things to say about his game at Ohio State. He didn't fit. He didn't – it's not that he didn't fit. It was the fact that you're going out and drafting this talent that everybody thinks is that could be a, possibly a generational talent, and you have nothing in the supporting cast around him. Right. You are going to get this kid, this child killed. Yeah. He's a kid. He's 22, 23 years old, and you don't have an offensive line to protect him when you do start him. He's been sacked 33 times in nine games. Exactly. Yeah, the most in the NFL right now. That's almost that's a, that's what three times a game almost. Uh, yeah, a little less than three times a game. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on, you got to help yourself here. Right now, that being said, we all seen it go down with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, where he got smoked. Can you imagine next week? God forbid, fucking knock on wood. Okay. Yeah. 
if can you imagine how devastating that would be after the last four or five weeks performance from Justin Fields of keeping you in games, even though you're losing these yeah. games. If he goes out there and breaks a fucking leg like Joe Burrow did, well, we the co- entire city of Chicago would be ignited in fucking flames. When we come back, we're going to talk about what Mike feels about Justin Fields. And even though he had a great game yesterday, something that Mike was not happy with that he saw yesterday. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Hubes, Hughes, and Brews, we're here at the uh, Whistle Sports Bar and Grill 159 Studio in Lockport. We'll come right back after we hear from our sponsors. Stick around. Be right back. Fuzzy football, are you ready, brother? Real football action on a glossy game surface, play shuffle style. Slide a shuffle puck at pass or run targets, and a free mobile app keeps track of every game detail. Easy to learn, but this game of skill is difficult to master. Take care of the ball, or turnovers will kill your drive. The game is guaranteed to get your competitive fire burning, and it's perfectly sized to take anywhere. The park, a barbecue, your next tailgate, or fun at home on game night. Fozzie football is simply the best, most realistic, and competitive game of football available anywhere. Add defense when your skill improves, and take the game to the next level. The perfect mix of fast action and real football drama where a last-second Hail Mary can break hearts or make champions. Hello. This is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. 
Welcome back in. We are live here at the Whistle Sports Fire and Grill 159 studio in beautiful downtown Lockport. Before we get back into it, Fred Hubner and Fat Mike, and we were at the Whistle for the game a couple weeks ago when the Bears lost to the Cowboys. Yes. I got to tell you, if you've not been to the Whistle, it's a party. Unbelievable. It's a party. Every man. score, they go nuts. They have a great time. The food is awesome. The beer is great. Hitting the horn. I mean, <laughs> every time the Bears score, guys, hitting the horn. The Blackhawks horn. Yeah, it was and great. Bear down Chicago Bears immediately after that. Yeah. Everybody's having a good time. This place was absolutely insane for the game. That was the, the beginning. Was on a great party. That was the beginning of me being sick. I've been sick Friday, Saturday, and that was Sunday. And we did the show. You probably saw us or didn't see us. You saw our silhouettes. Yeah. Uh, we just with, looked really tan. Yeah, we did. And uh, <laughs> But I had everybody else was getting food. They have a wonderful Bloody Mary cart, which is amazing. They shove this cart around. They have all this shrimp and celery and all this stuff. And you get a Bloody Mary with all that stuff in it. And, and they make you a charcuterie kebab. Yeah, basically. Cheese, meat, yeah. olives, cheese, <laughs> meat, more yeah. meat. More cheese, whatever you want. It's ridiculous. Th- but then I ordered. They have breakfast all day, so they have breakfast sliders with egg, sausage, and bacon. I had half an order, which was two of them, which was awesome. Had a great time. Uh, we'll be out there again in a couple of weeks, I'm sure, because uh, they do a great, great job out there. We had a wonderful time. They're our main sponsor for our studios. And uh, we had a great time. Bridget was wonderful. Bridget's the place awesome. was packed. Mark was awesome. So much Everybody fun. Everybody there was so much fun. So much fun. Time. Cannot wait to get back out there. Great, great crowd. Okay. I mentioned that Mike is going to mention this because he brought up a great point online. And it was Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, whatever it may be. And we're both coughing because we're both sick. Yeah, we're both dying. But it doesn't matter if I sit close to him because we can't catch anything. We got germs <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> but <coughs> despite the fact that Justin Fields threw for 123 yards, 17 for 28, ran for 178, Mike's not happy. He's happy, but he wants something. Wants to see something else. Yeah, no, listen, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic with Justin Fields' performance yesterday. It was absolutely phenomenal. Him setting the single-season game record with of a 178 yards rushing and three passing touchdowns. Right. The bomb to Mooney was awesome. Finding Komet in the flat twice was fantastic. I loved Justin's game yesterday. The one thing that scares me a little bit, though, is like I was saying earlier, we moved up the draft, this kid. And as, as shitty as it is to say, as, as, as businessy as it is to say this kid's an asset, you have to protect this asset. And you don't want him scrambling around for 178 yards. And there's going to be a time for this kid – where he's not going to be able to scramble like that. Yeah. All right. The one thing I want to see out of Justin Fields is have him win or come close to winning a game with his arm. And I want to see a 300-yard game out of him. Now, that being said, I know it's tough with the the, the current roster of what you the have receivers, on this team. Yeah. The receivers that you have on this team. Claypool will help. Claypool will definitely help. Yeah. And this is going to go forward. I mean, listen, we got Detroit this coming up week. Yeah. All right, this could be one of those games where Justin Field goes off for 350. Could be. All right, and then, then I'll be like, oh, worst case scenario, he can do it with his arm. We've seen him do it at Ohio State with his arm. I want to see the pro level have him do it with his arm. Because, listen, you got this kid. I want to see this kid for a long time in a Chicago Bear uniform. I do not want to see this kid injured or hurt 
or banged up with something from below the waist, that's not good. Well, when you think of running quarterbacks and quarterbacks that have on these records, okay, I looked at the numbers. Colin Kaepernick, 181 yards rushing against the Packers, wasn't around long right. for a lot of reasons. Okay. Then Michael Vick, Robert Griffin third. Okay. Steve Young. Steve, well, Steve Young was around for a long time. But because, Steve Young also knew how yeah, to pass the ball. He had great, he had great receivers too. But so a lot of the guys that run the ball, and that's their number one go-to, you know, they don't last long in this league. We want Justin Fields to be here for 10 years. Right. You want Justin Fields to be here as the offensive line develops. And that's the important thing. Right. You want to get the receivers. And I think Ryan Poles uh, and Matt Eberflus are doing a great job. I love the job that uh, Ryan, Ryan Poles is doing. <coughs> I love the trades last week. Bringing in Chase Claypool was great. I thought it was awesome. That had been rumored a couple of times. I didn't think it was going to happen, and it did. Uh, he's got to catch the ball. A guy that Pittsburgh wasn't necessarily using, they, and uh, you know they could afford to get rid of him. And uh, it was great. And other teams wanted him. The Packers wanted him. <coughs> That's why the Bears had to give up the higher second-round pick instead of the other one that they got in, an, in a deal. So um, I like the deal. I think Clay, Claypool is going to be a really good receiver. Yeah. And uh, I think that was nice. Yeah, so I I'm excited. If you're a Bears fan, you got to be excited. You for have what to you be. Saw yesterday. You have yeah. to be. I mean, that's that, that was a big step moving forward. Now going back to the defense, boy, oh boy, do you need help? You need help on that front foot. On that, on the front. you need linemen across the board, offense and defense. Well, a local kid from Sandburg High School, I think Jack Sanborn, or he may have been one of the school. Everybody on the Bears, it seems, was a local guy. Um, because you got Komet from St. Viator and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But uh, Sanborn came in. He's playing a position that Roquan Smith was playing. Morrill played a decent game. Uh, you need more pressure up front. Hopefully they'll get that soon. But the guys in the secondary got to cover. And I think they'll be better against Detroit because Detroit doesn't have as many receivers. You got to concentrate on St. Brown. You got to concentrate on a guy or two here and there. But um, – I'm eager to see what happens yeah. against the uh, Lions this Next coming week. Next week's going to be a fun game. I, I'm, I'm <coughs> sitting down, hanging out, watching that game. Thankfully, we don't have a show next week. No. We can just kind of do our own thing and watch the, watch the Bears do their thing. Yeah, yes. Bears take on Detroit this week. Then they go on the road for two weeks, straight weeks. Down to Atlanta. And Atlanta's an interesting team. Uh, the Chargers needed a late, a last-minute field goal to, to win the game against Atlanta. And then the Bears play the Jets. And the Jets beat Buffalo. And the Jet, I'm listening to Greeny today. Greeny's going to change the name of his kids and his wife and him to uh, Quinnen, and he's going to call them Sauce, and he's going to give them all names. One of them is going to be Robert, and the other one's going to be Salah for the Jets because Greeny's a huge Jets fan, and the Jets right now are having an awesome season. They're still behind Buffalo because Buffalo's played one fewer game. They're six and two. The Jets and um, uh, I got Miami are both six and three. And New England five and four, four teams in the division. It's a good team. It's a good division. Right They're now. all over five hundred. Nobody ever expect ever expected right. the AFC East to have four teams all over five hundred. They are right now. And then you look at the other side, and the Chiefs needed overtime and a last second touchdown to force OT to go to a twenty seventeen win over the Titans. So the AFC is up for grabs now. Well, 
It may not be Buffalo. It may not be Kansas City I'm still going forward. Buffalo. I'm still taking well, a lot of people will. But I'm still taking Buffalo. That team's just high powered assault. <laughs> <laughs> but today, um, Adam Schefter, they had some stuff on NFL Live that um their quarterback, Josh Allen, is going in because Hello. he may have a UCL, he may have the Tommy John problem. And so we'll see. We'll find out more tomorrow. But if he's gone, they're in big trouble. They don't have Mitch there anymore. I, don't have, I was going to say this. Yeah. They, they don't, don't have Mitch, Mitch there They anymore. don't have Mitch Same there anymore. Day. So that's a huge difference. And uh, that'll be difficult. Some of the other stuff. One thing, and we've talked about this throughout the entire NFL season. And we just hit, what, week nine? Yep. Okay. Bet in the NFL is fucking stupid. It's terrible. It's a it's, joke. It's terrible. I bet a six-team parlay yesterday. Okay, first of all, I bet a, a same-game parlay with the uh, Bengals. Bengals to win by uh, minus seven, not a problem. Mixing the score, not a problem. Yeah, pick which one you wanted. Yeah, he scored five touchdowns, I think it was, okay? <laughs> but I also had Joe Burrow to throw two and a half touchdowns. No dice. He threw one. Yeah. What the hell is that? Yep. Then I had a 16 parlay on the money line. Just picking teams to win. I had the Chargers. They beat Atlanta, barely. I had the Jags. They beat They come back from 17 down to beat the awful, they the suck. awful Las Vegas Raiders. Suck. Absolutely brutal. The Patriots to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Stop them. The Colts Jen, fire their coach, Frank Reich, who's a great guy. You know, who knows? The Vikings to beat the Commanders. That was a close game all the way Good through. Good one, though. And they, they, it's a win. It's a W. Yeah. The right Seahawks. Now, Fred is 4-4. Four four. Yeah. The Seahawks to beat Arizona. 5-5. Five 5-5. Five. Five five. And then the Rams to beat Tampa Bay. The Rams have the lead and the ball with 134 to go. They run three plays. They don't get a first down. Cooper Cup decides to slide. Instead of going for the first down, he slides inbound, so the clock keeps running. They punt. Brady goes 63 yards in less than a minute, and I lose. So my five yard, my five dollars would have got me two and a quarter. Uh, Instead, I got nothing. I got Bupkis, Zippo, nothing. Absolutely brutal. But, but <laughs> if you're a Bears fan, you got to be happy the Packers lose again. Yes. Um, the Jets beat Buffalo. That was outrageous. Tonight, you got a game going on with the Ravens, okay? Uh, Roquan Smith playing. We'll see how many tackles Roquan gets in a Baltimore Ravens defense who has sucked this year. They've been brutal. They need a guy like Roquan Smith. But, um, yeah, betting the NFL is a joke. No, it's, I don't know if you made any wagers yesterday. I didn't make any wagers, but I, I am in um, – I mean, I, I like I told you, a couple weeks ago, I stopped making wagers because no matter what I do – it's it's a garbage. It's a dumpster fire immediately. Somebody would tell me just make a five team parlay. I would have won. You would have yeah. You would have yeah. cleaned up. I would have won less. Up. Yeah. But I'm sitting there yesterday. And I we do the, the you confidence, confidence pool. Yeah. I win all but two games, all but two, and the same two teams keep on fucking me, the Raiders and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And they just keep on. They keep so you on, took the Rams. Instead I of the took Bucks. the Rams. Yeah. And like the Ram, like Tampa Bay hasn't been able to. Fucking buy a win at this point throughout the season. No, they did Somehow, yesterday. Some way, yeah. they, 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 I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I lost both those games. I'd be in first right now with no games lost. 
now I'm in 32nd place. I was we, like, I'm done. My girlfriend, Linda, I and I, we finally moved into our house in Lockport. We talked about it for a long time. And I'm sitting there watching the end of the game. And as soon as Tampa Bay scores and Otten or whatever the hell they got tight end's name is, catches the ball and goes for the touchdown, I just yell, fuck! <laughs> and I hear Linda say, tell the dogs, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Because they jumped. But it was ridiculous. $228 on that. Unbelievable. Uh, It's terrible right now. The NFL is terrible to bet on right now. Yeah, it's been brutal. A couple of baseball things. Yeah. I don't know about you. I know you're a Cub fan. Yes. A lot of Cub fans did not like Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker got the Cubs in the playoffs two years in a row, 07, 08, if I'm not mistaken. (coughs) I was happy to see Dusty win. The Astros win four games to two. Um, the Phillies hit a lot of home runs, but they, they couldn't beat the Astros bullpen and the Astros win. I'm happy because I'm tired of all these folks saying that the Astros cheated. They're cheaters. You listen, they've been in the American league championship series for six years in a row. They won a world series in 17. They won a world series last week. They're an unbelievable team. They got rid of Springer. They got rid of Cole. They got rid of Correa, and they still win. It's an amazing organization. I was happy for Dusty. Nice to see them win. I'm not a fan of Dusty. Okay. I'm not a fan of Dusty, but you know what? I The, the reason why I'm not a fan of Dusty is because everybody keeps on saying, well, he deserves it. He deserves He doesn't it. deserve anything. He doesn't deserve I mean, For a timeout, first off, he doesn't deserve shit. All right? Nobody deserves anything. No. Okay? Especially when it comes to baseball, football, hockey, yeah. you don't deserve nothing. Um, he outmanaged. He got outmanaged in 07, 08, and 09 with that Cubs team. That's exactly what happened. 07 and 08, they did not hit. There was nothing they could do. And he also kept on playing Nephi Perez at second base. Well, yeah, Fukudome. Yeah, exactly. Come yeah. on, let's get real here. Come on. All right, but, okay. But with the whole cheating thing, that Astros team is filthy. And I want to say this too. They did that. They did that without having one of the best hitters in baseball, too, with Michael Brantley. Yeah, all right, like a guy that's always hurt, but when he's healthy, the guy's a hitting machine. Yes, he is. And you see why that it was so easy for the Houston Astros to let go of Carlos Correa with the kid who won the World Series MVP. Jeremy right Pena was amazing, unbelievable. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, he's 22, 23, 24 <laughs> years old. He is smoking the ball. His on base percentage could be a little better. All right, but listen. This kid has the body frame. It's not like Carlos Correa when he came up as a, no, as a kid, no. where he's kind of thin, tall, and lanky. Nope. All right. This kid looks like a grown ass man out there. He is like full blown A rod yeah. build at shortstop. Yeah. Look out for this kid to be a fucking major havoc in the AL. Courtney Cronin from ESPN 1000. She was on, um, what the heck is the name of the show before? Pardon the interruption. Whatever the show is on ESPN. She was on the show and she brought up the point. Carlos Correa made $35 million this year. Pena made $750,000. And you know what? He had a better season. And he is the reason they win the uh, the, one of the reasons they win the World Series. A huge reason they win the World Series. Jordan Alvarez, I'm watching that game. When he hits the ball, as soon as he hits it, I'm going, oh my God. And then when I saw where it landed, 450 to dead center. That guy's a man amongst men. I was at the White Sox Astros World Series games three and four back in 05. 
<coughs> Houston's a great ballpark. I'd love to be there. I can imagine how crazy that place was going um, because they didn't get excited when the Sox were playing them because the Sox ran them over. But anyway, when he hit that ball, I just went, yeah. And there was no way with their bullpen. Their bullpen is so good. Abreu coming in, they just keep throwing guys Presley. at Presley. And they just keep blowing people away. That was amazing. But I was happy to see Dusty win. If I'm Dusty, I'm 73. I got my World Series. Why would you ever play? Why You're would you done. ever manage another game? Right off on Just top. go away. Okay. I will, I will say congratulations to Dusty. Congrats. Hats off. It's about time you finally got one. Have you heard about Mattress Mac? I did. Yeah. Having the, what is it? The biggest North American sports betting win. He put ever? $10 million on the Astros to win the World Series. Ten million he put All on across, it, but you can't do that big of a bet at one sports book, so you had to separate them out. His winnings are what seventy-five million dollars. Seventy-five million dollars, not a bad deal for Mattress Mac. Okay, <coughs> and I'm complaining about not winning two and a quarter. Okay, but Mattress Mac wins seventy-five million dollars. Unreal. The Astros are a fun team to watch. The White Sox have their new manager, Pedro Griffold. Griffold, yeah. listen. Listen, they uh, they decline the option on uh, Josh Harrison. They pick up the option on Tim Anderson, who didn't play the last half of the season. Would you have done that? I wouldn't have, personally. I would have let him go and bring someone else in. I mean, seriously. Personally, like, I would have. That was something I wanted to bring up to you today. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I don't think I would have done that either. And Tim Anderson was great. You know what? Tim Anderson was He's not a good defensive player. He's awful. He is not a good defensive player. And you need a good defensive player. Look at look at Pena from Houston. Right. He's bold. He can play defense. He can hit the ball. He can get on base, do all the other things. Tim Anderson, uh, I know a lot of White Sox fans love the guy. I'm not one of them. And people have got on me for years for not liking Tim Anderson. There's a reason. His defense blows. Okay? He cannot play shortstop. <coughs> and now – if they're not going to keep Josh Harrison, who was a $4 million player, he was going to get a $4 million option that apparently means you're going to go out and get someone to play second base. For the last two years, Rick Hahn, talking right to you, Rick Hahn, for the last two years, the White Sox needed a second baseman and a right fielder. Now, if you're going to play Gavin Sheets in right and play uh, Andrew Vaughn at first, that's fine, and flip-flop him or whatever you're going to do. Because apparently you're not going to have Jose Abreu because he's a free agent right now. Well, I heard they're still on, on in talks with him. And, yeah, know, we'll see. We'll see what they want to do. But he just clogs everything up. And I did see that the day that Grafol was named White Sox manager, they went to the Hawks game that night. And he was, he was in a sky suite with Yasmani Grandal. And I think the only thing I would say to Yasmani Grandal is, Yasmani, it's a pleasure to meet you. We don't need you this year. And say goodbye. Yep. Yes, Mike Grandal was a piece of crap. He's been a piece of crap since they got him. I don't care what people think. He frames the ball. And by the way, in a World Series, ask Nick Castellanos if he wants the uh, automatic strike zone. Okay. <coughs> so brutal calls in the World Series happen for both sides. I understand that. But it's the World Series. You got to get the calls right as a whole plate umpire, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it in Game Six. It was brutal, and it was funny because John Boy and a bunch of other people were saying the best ball strike guy is sitting at second base doing nothing. <laughs> um, but you know what? You can't have the best ball strike guy at home plate every time. 
If you could, it'd be great, but you can't. And because of that, it was brutal. Uh, that's enough sports. Go relax. Have another beverage. Sounds like a plan for me. Yeah, Guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk some beer. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Mike's always on on Wednesdays is uh, Fat Mike Sports, uh, Chicago Sports Show. And um, I love having him here. We're going to talk some beer. I miss Fobab. There's some other beer stuff coming up. We'll discuss all that. We come back after uh, some of our sponsors right here at 1252 Sports. Thanks, guys. Stagecoach in Lockport has a unique menu from fresh salads and burgers to venison and steak sandwiches. We feature plenty of appetizers and desserts for a perfect way to start or end your meal. Come into our country western bar and dining room or relax outside on our patio sitting in the heart of downtown Lockport on State Street. We can accommodate both small gatherings and large parties. Offering 16 different beers on tap, frozen margaritas, an extensive bourbon and whiskey menu, and our famous Bloody Marys. You cannot go wrong at Stagecoach. And if you're feeling lucky, come try DJ Bingo on Tuesdays or our big pay slot machines all week. Stagecoach is located at 1028 South State Street in Lockport, Illinois. Everyone is a friend at Stagecoach. Hope to see you all soon. This is Kathy O'Connell at Coach's Corner, located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Our phone number is 708-364-1026. We are Orland Park's number one sports bar. Come in for our wonderful beer menu and seltzers with a fully stocked bar. Watch a game, drink a beer, and try something off our amazing menu. We have everything to choose from, nachos, potato skins, and our house-made bar chips to start off with. Then try our tacos, burgers, and one of our delicious sandwiches. And don't leave without trying our famous jumbo wings. They do not disappoint. Coach's Corner, it will sure to become your local bar. Again, we are located at 8118 West 143rd Street in Orland Park. Come see us today. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000 square foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. Welcome back in to Hubes Views and Brews here from the Whistle Sports Bar and Grill 159 Studios in beautiful downtown Lockport, Illinois. And uh, I'm a Lockport resident now. I, I don't have it on my license yet, but it's on my bills. So, yeah, I am uh, I live in Lockport. So, Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse the coughing, I'm sick. Um, was this weekend at the UIC Pavilion. And I could not make it. Second year in a row, I missed Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers. 
better known as FOBAB, okay? But I wanted to run down some of the local breweries that were winners at some of the different um, categories. There were a lot of them, okay? Here we go. First place for distilled brewing down in Normal, Illinois. They had a reserve sour in the wild beer and fruit uh, section, okay? We have a second place for Blue Island Beer. Great place. Number three was the name of their beer, the Wild Beer and Acidic Cultures. Again, I told you there's a lot of different kinds. A first place for Alter Brewing in Downers Grove for Kingsport Specialty and Experimental Beer. A second place for More Brewing. More Brewing had more also. Uh, for Lucky Bamboo, a fruit beer. Um, let's see here. A first place for Smiley Brothers in Evanston for their rum barrel aged Belgian strong, okay, in the other dark uh, beer category. And a second place for Pollyanna, the Orenda, volume 02. The Orenda has been out there for a while. Pollyanna's done very, very well with that. A third place for off color brewing. And this is in the category of other pale ale. And I want to tell you, if you're a fan of beer and you like tequila at all, okay, Off-Color Brewing has a barrel-aged beer for tacos, barrel-aged in tequila barrels. I had it on tap there three years ago, maybe four years ago now. It's an awesome beer. You can have it on tap and in cans at the tap room at Off-Color Brewing. you got to check it out because it is one of my favorite beers of all time, okay? Um, Let's see, Metropolitan, what a third for a uh, barrel-aged uh, generator Doppelbach in the lagers category. A first place for Microphone Brewery up in Elk Grove Village. A uh, double LP side B. It's great the way Microphone does all their beers. It's in the barley wine and wheat uh, wine category. Now, Workforce Brewing, which I'm drinking right now, the Sleepy Bear. This is a mint chocolate chip. They won a um, second place their barrel-aged chocolate vanilla rye sleepy bear in the specialty strong and short fuse which is in uh schiller park they won for their what the night brings uh in the specialty strong porter stout more brewing i mentioned they win again the mendy if you if you're from if you've been to more brewing in villa park they have great awesome beer and they have a specialty reserve 2022 a mendy Strong Porter Stout, really, really good, and that was wonderful. Those were some of the winners at the Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers. Sun King, which is in Indianapolis, just outside of <coughs> downtown Indianapolis. They had four individual category awards, plus they won the Best in Show runner-up with their Caramel Apple Triple. I can just taste that right now, a Caramel Apple Triple. Are you kidding me? So... They were uh, one of the best breweries to submit things to Fobab with their stuff. That was awesome. Also, Migraine in Joliet. Now, I mentioned earlier a new brewery. Migraine's been around for a little while. I have not been there. I now live in Lockport. Joliet's right next door. I am going to Migraine. They were closed today on Monday. Um, they won third place in the fruit beer uh, section. Okay, so Migraine Brewing, get on out there, check it out. I will be there very, very soon. A couple other beer notes before we get out of here. 
Hot Butcher for the world. We had them on. We had Jude on um, a while back talking about how they were taking over the Half Acre Brewery in the city. Well, it's finally happening. The tap room at Hot Butcher for the World, the old uh, Half Acre, is opening at 11 o'clock on Thursday. So you get a chance to get out, out there, say hi to Jude, say hi to Jeremiah. They're doing a great, great job with their beers. They continue to do a great job with the Hot Butcher beers. Check them out. And also Tuesday, today's Monday, Tuesday, $5 pours at Buckle Down Brewing. I haven't been to Buckle Down in a while. I've been sick. Hopefully, I'll get over some of this. Uh, they say RSV. Yeah, there's no cure. It'll go away in a week or two. That's wonderful. Thank you. What do I do? Oh, vitamin C. Take some uh, nail uh, saline nasal spray. Yeah, that's wonderful. Doesn't help at all. Uh, but I, hopefully, I'll get a chance to drink more beers than just this Sleepy Bear from Workforce because Workforce does. They crank out great beers. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to Mike for joining me. Don't forget, Mike comes on on Wednesday. We get the hockey show on Tuesday with Matt and Andrew Fobert. So check them all out right here on 1252. You can find us on uh, your uh, YouTube. You can find us on Twitch. You can also find us on Facebook and on Spotify, 1252 Sports. Just check it out. You'll find all of our shows. Uh, until next Monday, and we'll be talking about a Bears win. I promise. A Bears win. Over Detroit next week, unless, uh, you know, Chad Hutchinson does something weird. Is it Chad? Now, Aiden Hutchinson, not Chad Hutchinson. He was a quarterback. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson does something weird. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it next Monday right here uh, on Hubes, Hughes, and Bruce. Thanks a lot for watching. Uh, don't forget, 1252 Sports. Check them all out. And uh, have a great night. Thanks. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.